Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Dave Webb is a friend of ours. He's written a book called Read, Understand, Enjoy, Getting Kids to Love Books. And that L-O-V-E is the important part. Hey, Dave, welcome to our show. Good morning, Sue. Very nice to talk to you again. It is a real pleasure to have you on the show to talk about a subject that should be near and dear to the hearts of every single person. Well, it's near and dear to my heart. I've been doing this for 30 years, and I decided to put together a resource uh, for parents and teachers about how to get kids motivated to uh, to want to, to read. Uh, there are many books about skill reading skills, and teachers use those uh, all the time in the classroom. Uh, to get kids to uh, be better readers. This one is more about the enjoyment of reading, uh, so kids could want they need to want to read, or else they they're just going to do it uh, only when you tell them to. Right, and you're a, a middle school teacher in uh, Bloomsburg, right? Yes, I teach at St. Columbus School. I've taught uh, primary grades, I've taught intermediate grades, and now I'm at uh, the middle school level. And uh, it's great because I can see I've been able to see the progression of um, how much uh, is needed at each of those levels, and who is who are the primary people to get kids to read. In the in the earliest years, parents are very they're important all the time, but they're very important. They're the focus. Uh, as you get into uh, intermediate level, teachers are very important. Uh, they you know they read to the kids and they they get they do all the things that they do to motivate them. When you get to where I am right now in the middle school years, the peer peers have the most power over each other. And uh, what I've been seeing uh, at St. Columba is pretty amazing because the kids are reading because they want to, and they're reading these big fat books bigger than I read. And uh, it's it's really it's a nice environment to be in. Environment is the key thing. Is in the home if you can uh, if if you can give out positive signals about reading. uh, Certainly, the teachers do. But uh, this book is uh, it talks about how parents, teachers, and librarians can form this partnership. So, so that uh, kids could could uh, want to read for enjoyment. All right, uh, Dave, if you could uh, maybe put your face closer to the phone or get off of a speaker or something because it's really muffled. Is I know. Yeah, I'm like the princess in the pea, Dave. I think you know that by now. Is that I'm very particular yeah. about phone calls. Let's talk about these darn, these darn uh, cell phones. Honestly. Um, you would think by now, dot, dot, dot. But anyway, let's talk about parents and how instrumental they can be before we get into the teachers and the librarians. How about the parents? Yes, well, that's the earliest days. If, if parents uh, could read to their children as often as possible, um, that's really key. Um, I'm, I'm looking at studies that show that uh, kids that continue to want to read uh, as they get into the tween years were read to um, from the earliest ages. I mean, even uh, w- when they're inside the womb, just read to your 
uh, read to your child, uh, let them hear stories, talk about stories. Doesn't have to be a bedtime. Uh, find a spot in the in the house uh, when they come home from school. I know they do their homework, but uh, make it part of the day. If a parent can make reading a part of a child's day, that it's just like brushing your teeth, uh, and it's it's not something that they have to do. It's that they just look forward to this is the time that they read and let them. Every uh, expert that I talked to for when I was researching this book said the same thing. Let the the child choose the books that they want to read, as long as they're developmentally appropriate, uh, let them explore topics that they like. And, yeah, I, I think that is a good way to hook people into it when things then get to perhaps or you get to the part where you have to read because you have to. At least you can do it for comprehension. And you have, as you said, it's a habit, Dave, just like a lot of other things, the habit that you get into of reading a little bit each and every day. Let's talk about uh, the influence and the sway of teachers in getting kids to read and also, I guess, enjoy it at the same time. Well, it's about it's all about motivation and where does that motivation come from. I've used two different types of motivation, extrinsic and intrinsic. The extrinsic, with the younger the students are, you kind of dangle the candy in front of them as if you or the prize. I have a prize box, and if uh, if they read a certain amount of books, or I work with the library if they have accelerated readers. Some of the schools I've had uh, have had that uh, program, and uh, we we use the extrinsic motivation to uh, to get them to read, and as they get older, maybe they'll find out that, that this is a really good thing for them, that they have learned something from reading, that they can get into the stories, they become more empathetic. And um, what teachers do, uh, what I did as a teacher was use those, uh, you know, that motivation. And, and I sat in the back of my classroom, <clears throat> excuse me, students looked forward to this part of the day the most was when I read to them for 15 minutes from a book and it was just for enjoyment. It wasn't something that we're going to be tested on. We could stop and talk about it. And, uh, it, it these days there's a really, it's really difficult to fit that 15 minutes in the day because there's so much, you know, pressure on uh, preparing for tests, uh, standardized tests, standardized tests and, and uh, other types of tests. But um, I think it's really important for both teachers and parents to, to have that um, read-aloud time to the students. Okay. And uh, now librarians, because I still remember my high school librarian, Mrs. Bagley. I remember her name. I remember her library. And I do remember her influence, that she knew the books. And uh, that made a difference because she was able to look at a certain student and then make a determination about what she thought they might enjoy. How do librarians influence students, in your opinion? Well, I was thinking of one librarian uh, that we had in public school, and I was a teacher in the Poconos, and she had Reading Mountain. <laughs> well, yeah, there's all different parts to the library process. There are lessons, but and then there's a selection process. Uh, and then she had Reading Mountain, and there was kind of like these steps where you could fit all 30 kids. And uh, she would she would read to them. Also, would read to them, discuss things. She'd have little videos and things that she would show uh, with authors. Uh, we would have authors, the librarians in the homeschool association, could uh, they could get authors to come into the school and speak to the kids? Uh, there are all all kinds of things that the librarians do to also work with the teachers and motivate. Uh, with the, we had accelerated reader. That's an extra, extrinsic. Some people uh, don't like it because it's more of a motivation. But I, I, I found it as 
it doesn't matter whether it's extrinsic or intrinsic. Intrinsic is more important, uh, but that will come uh, the more that you're, you know, you're praising children for their reading, uh, whatever way possible. And librarians, they help, uh, they help the students select books on the right level for them that are not frustrational and that maybe are not too easy, uh, that are just right for them. They work with the teachers to get just the right books. Uh, if a student has no idea what they want to find, uh, the book, you know, it's, there are a variety of books and the librarian is there to, to help, uh, whether it's a public library or a school librarian, they, they can help the students find something because there's always something that they, they could read. And I would agree with you on that. It could be anything from a newspaper to a magazine to a book that is appropriate to them, uh, not too hard but not too easy, and I think that that is great. Also, uh, Dave, I I would think that once uh, young people uh, catch on to reading, the next thing that they can enjoy because they have read is writing, and these things kind of go hand in glove in my world. Dave? Yes. Uh, <laughs> writing is really important. I have my students writing all all year. Right now we're working on putting together um, stories and poems that they wrote, and we're making anthologies. That's kind of my pet project. Um, I, I, I'm a, I constantly write, so I can't stop myself. I just keep publishing articles and books. But um, the thing that I'm most excited about is uh, putting together this book, and then I, I publish it and uh, give them all a free copy, and uh, they get to see the connection between reading and writing because here is their story, which will now be in the school library, and which kids uh, from you know the next generation can read what they wrote. And they'll always have that with them. That's such a great thing to to show your your own family in the future. This was me when I was a kid. Here's what I wrote, and it was in a book. And although that is not an impossible dream, I'm sure when they see that book that you give them, they're amazed at, at what's happened. Yeah, last year when I gave them out, uh, a girl, she came. I just I have them as a surprise. They don't really know what day it's going to come, but the, it was on their desks when they walked in in the morning, and the one girl, <laughs> the expression on her face was, wow, this is the greatest gift any teacher ever, ever gave me. And I was like, that's all I wanted right there. Yeah, I mean, that that's that's... That's the way it is, and I think that you're doing it right. Where did you get that idea from, by the way, because it's a really good one? This just came from me publishing my own books, and uh, it looked like it's really easy. If you if you learn how to do it on Create Space, and there are many other ways to do this in today's modern world of uh, print-on-demand publishing, I just thought, well, I'm doing this for myself. I should do this for the kids as well. And uh, they could have that thing to hold in your hand uh, for, uh, like you said, in, in, in the future and say, this is what I wrote as a kid. Um, I just, it, it's, it's a project that I like to do, and um, I'm, I'm able to do that now. And I, I think when you catch them in the, the moment at these ages, Dave, that sometimes you're harnessing creativity when you can still get it out of them. And I've noticed this from a lot of young people who start writing but then stop, is that when they were young they were extremely creative and then for some reason they stop. Yeah, that's a shame. Um, But uh, in today's world, people blog. There are all kinds of ways to write and read. And blogging, vlogging, uh, self-publishing, there are so many ways that you can uh, get your words out there and, and read other people's words. Reading the comments below, the, uh, I like reading people's, what people have to say about different articles and 
uh, at the bottom of newspaper articles. And it just creates, all of this creates a, a more well-informed citizenry, and uh, you'll, you'll have more well-informed callers in the future if, they, if they're constantly reading uh, and updating. I agree. Uh, Dave Webb, thanks for joining us today. The book is Read, Understand, Enjoy, Getting Kids to Love Books. If people want this book, how can they get it? Uh, they can get that uh, anywhere online that sells books like barnesandnoble.com, amazon.com, and uh, other other websites like that. All right, Dave. Thanks a lot. Have a great uh, Easter weekend. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, uh, Sue. Happy Easter. Mm-hmm. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.